after further reveal. What's up, everyone? Welcome to After Further Review, episode number 16. What it do, boo? We back. All right, Ryan coming in hot there. Um, NBA playoffs right off the bat, and Joker is in the finals. I don't know how I feel about it. I guess the best player makes it in. He didn't get the MVP, but he's been showing why he should have been the MVP this entire playoff series. I mean, the entire playoffs, actually. Yeah, Bron and AD said that they think this is the best team they've faced in their stint together. And now you got Bron kind of mulling his future, backtracking a bit on that wanting to play with his son narrative that's been going on. Yeah, I mean, in the closeout game four, LeBron played the entire game, 48 minutes, 49 assists, 10 boards, basically was doing everything he could just not to get literally swept in the conference finals, which we don't see that too often sweeps after the first round and I know I was kind of talking down on the Lakers in that Warriors series but after they won that I was like dang is like LeBron really going to go back to the finals again like once again I was sleeping on the Nuggets and it's crazy four games in and out and now they await the winner of the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat yeah I went to sleep at halftime thinking the Lakers at least had that one in the bag and they were going to Force at least a game five and went got up the next morning nuggets got the sweep and i saw that if the celtics had lost obviously they won game four but there would have still been a nine day gap in between the first day of the finals even if they both swept because of scheduling they weren't going to move it which seems insane on the nba's part yeah all the other rounds if like enough of them finish fast enough, they just start the second round. Why yeah. would you, the season's literally like eight months and so many games. Why wouldn't you start? I mean, if so you're saying it still doesn't start till June, right? They wouldn't push that. Be Yeah. From what I heard, if they had, I mean, it, I think it's this, it's going to stay the same now, obviously, yeah. but if the, even if they had both had swept, it would have been nine days from, I think nine days from the, the Nuggets Lakers. So eight from the Celtics, but still just like an absurd amount of time that neither team needs or probably even wants when they're on a roll. Yeah. That seems ridiculous that the league would wait that long. And it's not like they're competing against anyone for time, you know, putting out the finals right then. Yeah. And it destroys interest too. I mean, you have all this, like all these narratives and you have to like keep hyping it up in the media and everything for that amount of time. Oh. It's not easy. Yeah, ESPN would be brutal for those nine days. Just leading into it, it would be that would be awful. Stephen A would have his work cut out for him. They would be yeah. squeezing that lemon dry. I mean, with the Super Bowl, it I hate that there's two weeks. Like, yeah, true. Especially because it's not a series like other sports. So the football season basically ends at the end of January and then it's like and there's just gonna be one more game in the middle of February and then the season will actually end I'm like bruh just have it the next week yeah every other championship especially collegiately they have them like three days after your last game almost like it's not that quick of a turnaround also side note real quick because we've been just we've gone deep dives on this Lakers roster the entire time throughout this playoffs and in the closeout game four they went with an eight-man rotation and Tristan Thompson for the first time this playoffs got 
actual minutes. He played 10 minutes off the bench, four points and one rebound. Definitely did not help at all. Plus minus. Oh, (laughs) second, (laughs) zero. Okay. (laughs) All right. And also for me, it was telling of LeBron, obviously to control the narrative and be in the news still and take away from the Nuggets, winning them and basically pulling them out of the playoffs. But where he was contemplating retiring because what if Bronny isn't that good to make it to the NBA? Oh, yeah. I mean, everything they say he he is, but it's also hard to tell if that's because he's Bron's son or not. Yeah. Um, like USC has to know there's no way they're not getting a boatload of money also, like with like Bronny. Oh, Gilles, yeah. Like for sure. Like I almost think he's going to make more at USC than he might professionally. Yeah. Could be wrong about this. He can be, you know, top pick and play well, but what if he's like a pick 30? And yeah. uh I mean, and then also I don't necessarily think he's gonna retire. It's probably in the moment. I mean, he probably put all did all he could out on the floor and he didn't really get much help. And like what are the odds AD's gonna have another healthy season? And bronze, yeah. you can't I mean bronze gonna be 39. There's no way he's gonna play. Gotta assume like 50 games he's playing or something like that. Yeah it's it's crazy but i saw that Kyrie was there too for the last two games so yikes if he ends up on the lakers i'm just i'll tell you though when braun whenever he does retire that lakers team's gonna be trash they're gonna blow that when kobe left and they were garbage pretty bad that like for final years kobe was on yeah they were like not playing their young guys like at all (laughs) Yeah, it just felt like LeBron, though, just like even though he's out of the playoffs, like now he's going to contemplate retirement. So you just have to keep talking about him. That's what it kind of felt like. That's true. Well, usually when LeBron, not to hate on him, but usually after losses like this <laughs> is when he team hops. I don't know yeah, if true. his contract is up yet or not. No, but... One more year. Okay. So because um... it's designed, I think it's designed to be over when. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. So Bronny out. has to get out next year, basically. Yeah, he's he can't be like, be, oh, I'm going back to college for one more year. He's got to be a one and done, basically. Yeah. So there's so much banking on this next year for both LeBron and Bronny. Like, it's kind of interesting. But they're not going to use a top pick just for one year of Bron because that's all they're, they're going to get. And it's yeah, gonna true. Be, it's going to be a 40 year old Bron, even if he's. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be playing like 25 minutes. He's like MJ on the Wizards. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like, maybe it'll be like a. Spurs move. You think this, the Spurs get Bronny and LeBron? Yeah. <laughs> and like, Wendy? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm calling it. Who they else just, is on that team? Some veteran know. free agent buyout. Probably like Harrison Barnes at that point, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could see him on there. PJ Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. PJ <laughs> like Tucker. Luke Kennard on there, maybe. Luke Kennard. Yeah. Contavious um, Caldwell Pope. You know he's going to end go. up on the Bronny team. You know bring he's going to there somehow. Bring JR Smith and Amon Shumpert back. Yeah. <laughs> And Tristan Thompson to fill out that last bench. Spot. Gotta, yep, gotta add Tristan Thompson. <laughs> how old would he be at that point? When how old is he now? How is he still in the league? <laughs> he literally oh, got signed for like the playoffs only. Like, who would you rather have, Udonis Haslam or Tristan Thompson? Wasn't Tristan Thompson uh, like so bad at free throws? One point he was like shooting one righty and one lefty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's only 32. Jeez, he's only 32. That's crazy. You know who else is super young that feels like he's been in the league forever is Andre Drummond. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I yeah. know. What He's only 29, right, or 30 now? He was like 28, I think, last year. 
Yep, 29. He's living in his prime. He's going to be playing in Taiwan next year, too. (laughs) The Taiwan League is about to pop off with people. Dwight's going to have a super team over there. Carmelo, because, you know, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. They're going to offer him, like, like $20 million for one year. Yeah, Carmelo with the retirement. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely acknowledge that. We should go through his stats real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if because that's like one of your favorite NBA players of yeah, all time. Definitely top three yeah. of all time for me. What, so what was it? Just is he a top media? ten scorer? Yeah, he's he, top ninth overall. In ninth yeah, overall. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think for me, I was like, it was the Knicks. It was the first time that the Knicks were like super relevant. Like, like I they still, yeah. they still didn't win, but during when I remember, they were he super was, relevant. He popped off in New York. He had like a pretty good tenure there. And he had twenty. 12-13 season, he led the league in scoring 28.7 points a game, which back then led the league in scoring. Now it'd be like 10th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. But I mean, he's he'll be a Hall of Famer. Not that basketball is super tough to get in the Hall of Fame, but 10-time All-Star. Yeah. Six-time All-Star. Part of the legendary 2003 draft class, right? Like yeah. LeBron, him. Third overall pick. Third overall, crazy from Baltimore. Yep, that top ten. I mean, LeBron, Carmelo, Bosh, Wade. I mean, that might be the best draft in the last twenty years. Yeah, all four of those guys were legit, like superstars, franchise players. Yeah, I mean, you had some guys like down in the first round who were like decent. Like David West was a like solid, serviceable. Yeah, yeah, Uh, he's like the OG PJ Tucker. He was an yeah. all-star, I'm pretty sure, at some point. Yeah. Yeah, on those Pacer teams or San Antonio. Yeah. You got Zaza down there in the second round. Oh, hey, Kyle Korver in that second round. Kyle Korver, oh. he was an all-star. Yeah. Nag is second rounder. But, yeah. But, yeah, there was some – I mean, that's an all-time draft class for sure. Yeah. Was there any notable – what, like, when Carmelo got traded from the Knicks to – Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, to the J- Knicks. Jamal Murray was the pick that they used. From that – from the mixed trade to the Nuggets, that the pick that turned in, the main pick turned into Jamal Murray. Oh my goodness! Wow, they went from literally a franchise player to a franchise yeah. player. Yeah, it took for a while though to convert. Like, and, how many and years now was they're that? finally going to their first ever NBA Finals. That's Thanks. a process. That's an actual process. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. First ever Finals, and it took like 15 years if you think of it like that. Was there anyone notable at the time coming from the Knicks to Denver, though? Or was it just a, just a bag of players and they were Knicks were just giving I away? I feel like I remember. I don't know why I remember, like, Chris Duhon. But maybe I don't, I don't know. Or like I don't not remember who that is. He was a little either. point guard. They paired with, like, Raymond Fellin and stuff. Oh, actually, speaking of little point guards, I this is a sidebar. I want the Sixers to bring back TJ McConnell. Oh, okay. So here's... Sorry, not to dis- dismiss that. Um, no, no, it was just a, it was just a little sidebar. All right, so here's the trade. It was a filler. Okay, Knicks receive Anthony, so they get to pair him with Stoudemire. Oh at yeah. The time Chauncey yeah. Billups, oh, an old Chauncey okay. Billups at that point, <laughs> but still yeah. Sheldon Williams, Anthony Carter, Ronaldo Balkman. No know. idea who any of these guys are. The, all right, the Nuggets got Wilson Chandler, Raymond Fellin. Danilo Gallinari. Oh my God! Oh wow! Timothy Maskov. Oh, it's oh. Timothy. The Knicks 2014 first round pick, which I believe that's what became Murray. Yeah. Um, Warriors 2012 second round pick, Warriors 2013 second round pick, and then three million in cash. 
Wilson so was Chandler actually, was on that team for a long time too. Yeah, wow. Yeah, he stayed on there. For so the a Nuggets, while. I mean, they got some decent veterans along with <clears throat> the first round pick. I mean, they made it count. So. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they at least got serviceable people in return. Yeah, it's just one of those weird trade chase like we talked about last week. Like, why was there that much involved? Yeah, like, like the <laughs> second round. It's like, did they really need those? Yeah. I mean, we while we're talking basketball, we definitely need to touch on the other series too that hasn't finished yet, which is the Heat Celtics, and I don't probably know. be done by the time it, it, this airs. That's the hope, and I don't know. the <laughs> The craziest thing for me was the game last Friday night when Grant Williams decided to poke the bear, and I watched that live, and it was just the easiest Jimmy smirk. You know, he's about to close out this game and get a win like I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And Grant Williams, I just can't, every time I see him, I literally just think of Joel Embiid literally stomping his head into the ground. <laughs> so I can't help but like chuckle a little bit. And I can't take him as seriously, but he hits one open three and decides to talk. And it's just like, I mean, the Heat are only up, they're up three, one now. I mean, Celtics won game four and now they go home, but. I think the Heat are going to do it, but it does get a little sketch if they lose this game. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same thing with the Sixers. If they don't close this out, then I think the door's open for Boston. I think that would just make it so much – like, just rub salt in the wound for the Celtics to be the first team – To come back. To come back. Like, I saw – I think it was for the game tonight, as we're airing this, the uh, heat flight got delayed, like, two or three hours landing into the Boston airport. It was, like, uh, classic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I saw they not, were, uh, like, plus eight. Yeah, they're plus eight. They're they're it's big. Kind of hefty. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about a after your pick, but I don't know. I just <laughs> want one. I just want. They haven't heat. had a pick in a while. I just want the Heat <laughs> to win. I really just just if that would be if the Celtics came back on three zero, I would literally yeah freak out. I'd be so pissed. It's safe to say, if the Celtics get in, your Nuggets all the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. There's. I don't like Jokic that much but my like Boston and LA Lakers are the two teams no matter what I never won I mean they both won so many championships it's just it's just stupid and besides the Jokic and B thing I feel like the Nuggets aren't really a like too much of a team to hate (laughs) but it's just it's yeah you got the Jokic and B like argument yeah Yeah. I know it just I don't know yeah like Jamal Murray's super rootable. Like Aaron Gordon's cool. I love talk about most lovable players. Jeff Green. Jeff yep, Green. There it was. Yeah. That boot, that dude is a baller. It was like towards the end of the 2000s. He had like some insanely sketchy, like open heart surgery. Yeah. And like just bounced around team after team. And it's like 2023, and he still like gets minutes off the bench and he's just such a solid player boy do i love jeff green <laughs> serviceable small forwards you really can't get much better than that yeah true jamal crawford rudy gay yeah rudy gay rudy gay very yeah. ser- serviceable forward like serviceable forwards there's nothing better in the nba than them because yeah. it's already like the most powerful position like you get guys like lebron that's just like op but you have plenty of guys who can come off the bench as a great, like, second unit option. And Jeff Green is a, he's a baller. And, uh, yeah. I didn't realize Rudy Gay was still playing, by the way. Yeah, he's on the Spurs, right? 
He's on the Jazz. He's on the Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel oh like he my didn't get gosh! Minutes, what a though. whip. He's been was on the he Jazz getting... last two years. <laughs> was he getting minutes this year though? I thought for some reason he was like. It says fifty-six games and fifteen minutes a game. All right, word. All right. I mean, I mean the Jazz like... were just garbage, so I feel like Five they uh, feel like they just brought him out of the garage every once in a while. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, he started zero, but <laughs> yeah, but he still got in. He's got a combined seven starts in the last four years, but he's played over 55 games each year. I would take Rudy Gay right now. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's someone you could plug in there and get get some minutes. Yeah, just get some rebounds. And before we move on to the MLB chase, did you have uh, another little twinkle to the CBA story that we've been low key covering these past couple months? Yeah, so Yao Ming finally stepped down from his business position, which is different than the position we thought before. And he also <laughs> holds another position in the CBA. So I'm not quite sure which is which or how he's still connected. But because of all the sketchiness that's been happening in the CBA, he finally stepped in. Been there since 2017, so it's been a while. Dang, that's crazy. First off, I feel like I still have no idea what or how many positions Yao Ming's in and what's going on with the CBA. But the fact that there's like still movement from probably this story yeah. that happened like a couple months ago now, it's just it's just classic. It's a classic CBA move. I don't know. Any one of those like sketchy Chinese leagues it always has sketchy stuff going on. Yeah, I read they get a lot of ad revenue, but uh like competition wise they're nervous because a lot of officials are being paid off and obviously you had the scandal happen in a playoff game so not a good look for them but they're making money on it so yeah, yeah. legitimize it a little bit i mean it, it makes <laughs> sense if the league isn't strong enough and it's like you get like your normal players and then you get players like um beasley and bledsoe that just yeah. come over that are just not good enough for the NBA because the NBA is not that big of a league. 15 man mm -hmm. roster is only 30 teams. And so they these players go elsewhere. But do you think like this only happens in the CBA? I mean, I'm sure it doesn't, but like there's MLB players all the time. Like Trevor Bauer is dominating in Japan right now. No, right? he's not. He's yeah. not he's getting shelled. I thought yeah, he, he was... got like he got optioned from their major yeah, he league was getting team. Shelled in Japan. <laughs> Yeah. What the heck? He was not he's doing st He started, like, I think his first game was okay, but then he went south quick. I didn't Dang. see his stats. I just saw a couple games where he was just getting bombed for, like, five, six runs. But I guess the I guess the Japanese baseball league's probably more competitive than the CBA. I'm just trying to think of, like, if there's other leagues or if it's just, like, these Chinese leagues where all these players – I mean, there's enough leagues out there where I'm sure it happens more often than we think, but it's just crazy. The CBA, I feel like there's always something sketchy. I think things in China are a little sketchier than Japan, too. <laughs> like, yeah. just in general. That's true. General situation. But as we move on to baseball, I just have a quick trivia for you guys. <laughs> yes, um, let's go. So Pedro Martinez played for five teams in his career. Can you guys name the five teams? Couple should be pretty easy. Do you want to go back and forth, Chase? Okay. Do you want to um, go first or second? Uh, a second. All right. Well, I'll take the easy one. I'll go Boston Red Sox. Okay. okay. Phillies. Yep. Mets. Yep. Um. Now it gets hard. Expos. Yep. 
Oh, Chase, good hit. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, yeah. We'll cue the dings. One um, more. This Ty- last one's tough. No. This one was his first two years in the league. And who he came up with. The Indians? No. Oh, shit. Sure. Let me say it. Yeah, I'm out. Dodgers. Oh. oh. He came out with the Dodgers. Wow. Yeah. You guys got those quick, though. L.A. Dodgers or Brooklyn Dodgers? Uh, still L.A. at the time. <laughs> not, the that far back. Not, not that far back. Uh, I just saw Julio Tehran also opted out his deal with the Padres again, and he signed with the Brewers. So just a little Julio. Dang, okay. Well, Julio Tehran, yeah. we'll see if he ever makes his uh, big league reappearance here in the yeah. upcoming weeks. But I'm going to quickly just talk about my Mets. Uh, watching the last few games, they had a bit of a run where they had some great wins and kind of got on a win streak and then went came back down to earth, uh, lost two in a row. So I believe they're at 500 now. I'm just going to say it. They need a firebuck show, Walter. I'm just saying oh. I'm done. They are literally starting Gary Sanchez over baseball's like number one prospect, Francisco Alvarez, who has been – who it literally is third on the team in home runs, has played like 17 games this year. And he's been really good behind the plate. Gary Sanchez the other night had a pop fly behind the behind the plate and literally couldn't find it, and it dropped. Classic. And there's he's just he's not he keeps starting guys like Daniel Vogelbach and Tommy Pham, and not starting like Brett Beatty, Mark Yantos, top prospects, and he's not giving them a chance to perform when Daniel Vogelbach is hitting two thirty, Tommy Pham is hitting two ten. And they're not getting production from these guys. It just, they gotta, I don't know if it's coming from Billy Epler or who it's coming from, but these guys gotta stop getting playing time. Is Billy Epler their owner? Billy Epler was a GM, but the, they're just, they're blocking these young guys and they're not, I'm not sure what they're doing. Anyway, it's just, it's, it's super frustrating because everyone could see that someone like Francisco Alvarez is ready to be an everyday catcher. And if you want to sign Gary Sanchez to be a supplement until, Omar Narvaez or Thomas Nino get back, that's fine. But to have him be on the team and get the same amount of at-bats as Alvarez, like after an off day, you're starting Gary Sanchez. That doesn't make sense. Like there's no – and then he goes over four, has an error, three pass balls. Like, bro. Is Sanchez – how is he hitting? Like could he just go DH? Is that an option or there – I mean, he's he just got bounced around. They picked him up from a, a waiver claim. He's been bounced around from team to team. It's not like he's been performing – since that magical year with the Yankees, whether four years ago now, I think we're pretty far removed from it. Yeah. He hasn't done anything in the league. He's been like average at best. Yeah. And he's terrible behind the plate. I mean, he's a DH. That's where mm-hmm. he belongs. So anyway, that's just my little Mets rant. And Stroman just destroyed the Mets last night, which is a classic old Mets player move. Stroman yeah. pitched well against the Phillies the other night too. Dude, he was at like, he had like 69 pitches through seven. And I'm like, this is this is getting insane. He, had, <laughs> he was like six, 16 or 17 ground ball outs. His sinker is still the best in the game. The ground balls he gets is just yeah. – he generates. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty ridiculous. Is he like a first-half player, though? Because I feel like he fizzles out, though, at some point. He's, he, he just, he's really tiny. So he just seems to – he does seem to either get injured or get hurt. I mean, he's like – I think he's like 5'8". I don't I think he's a tiny dude. Yeah, but tonight, as we're filming this, we got Carlos Carrasco against Jamison Tyon, or maybe Kyle Hendricks is making a start. But Carrasco and Tyon both have like eight ERAs. 
<laughs> Both yeah. have been really big disappointments for their teams this year. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, the NL East overall has just been a disappointment. The Phillies literally can't seem to get over 500 chase. And I thought yeah. with Bryce Harper coming back, it gave them a boost. But I don't know. Also, I mean, Chase, you can dive into the Phillies, but is Mickey Moniak raking right yes. now? Yeah, but oh yeah, it's only a matter of time for him until he gets cold or gets injured because that's all he does. He starts to rake for a little bit and then he just flames out usually. But yeah, the Phillies have been really brutal at this point. And Trey Turner, I think, is partly to blame. And even he's admitted it that he hasn't been playing well. But uh, apparently someone went on a deep dive through his stats and this is like his like 13th worst stretch out of like 46 times where he's done similar things so it's bad but like not the worst he's ever been and he always rebounds in the second half well, which good. i'll take yeah. yeah also what the heck is going on with schwarber because i feel like when <laughs> and like when ryan howard was batting in like the low 200s he was getting like hosed yeah. And Schwarber's batting a casual 170 right now, and the only thing he does is hit home runs, walk, or strike out, and there's not even a shift. How is he hitting 170? Like, that's so bad. Yeah, Kyle Schwarber somehow regressed with the shift happening, which everyone expected him to have a way higher average and still do everything that he does well, but... He's been struggling, and I saw a lot of people on Twitter want Bryce Harper to hit leadoff now because with the new rules this year, a leadoff hitter will hit 56 more times on average than your cleanup hitter, so that would be like 56 more at-bats for Bryce Harper. Similarly, is Schwarber's not leading off anymore, right? No. No. Because he's usually to... stot now. But, yeah, he did used to lead off, and that was my biggest trigger. That's like when – um. Yeah. Whoever that terrible guy on the Mets was that always oh, left. Curtis, you really want to shit on Curtis Granderson so he much. He was batting like 180 as the leadoff. Curtis Granderson's an OG. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. not he shouldn't be batting leadoff. The leadoff guy's goal is to get on base. Dude, I remember his year. He had like 19 home runs and like 32 RBIs. I'm just like, what the heck <laughs> is that? That's brutal. That's that's like that's crazy. But yeah, I mean Trey Turner, the whole reason we signed him was to be the leadoff guy, and he's not the leadoff either. Yeah, I don't know what Rob Thompson's like mixing and matching. And I mean, it's just also like, wasn't Castellanos and Schwarber supposed to like take turns being DH? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't supposed to be like this. And I feel like Harper has played, hasn't been able to play in the field. in like, it feels like seven years. I know it's not, but it just feels like. Yeah, I know. I miss his defense in right field because he has a rocket arm and, uh, you know, he could throw people out of the plate and. I don't know, just missed that because Cassianos is, you know, I would say, a below-average defender. So is Schwarber, below-average defender. So Schwarber. <laughs> I don't – I really don't hate the guy, but do you, like – He is clutch. He's a, yeah. Yes. In big games. But I'm but just playing left field, just well, seeing him, like, run around out there, like, he just gives up doubles all the times that should be singles. It's literally like community softball, and you're like, all right, we'll just put this guy in left field, and hopefully it doesn't get shelled, and yep. everyone hits to him, and you're like, damn it, this yep. guy can't run. Whenever he retires, he will rake in some softball beer league somewhere. He will oh, just yeah. absolutely He's rake. He's perfect for it because he could be like the first baseman. Like, yep. You just have to catch the ball. You don't have to be like an actual first baseman, but 
Yeah. Yeah, he's like Glenn Dickey Jr. out there. He's yeah. Just like so and he would just and he would crush every right field, every short right field field, which is pretty much every like softball field for some reason. Yep. Yeah, and coming up soon, the first uh, matchup between the Mets and Philly, so that'll be an exciting one. They haven't faced off this year yet, so I think in about a series or two, they're going to face off each other. Does that mean that does that mean that one dude on the Mets isn't going to broadcast the game? Who? What's his name? Keith Hernandez. Yeah, Keith Hernandez. He, like, refuses to broadcast Mets Phillies game because he's a chunk. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, like Keith Hernandez. He's just – he's getting a little old. Not old, yeah. but he was like he was looking at the Wrigley Field scoreboard the other day. He's like, "Do they change the lights? I can't see." And they're like, "Nope, it's the same." He's like, "Oh, my eyesight might just be getting worse." Like, couldn't oh see gosh. the scoreboard. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, classic." No, but real quick before we move on, the other thing that's been like a huge mystery to me is the back end of the Phillies bullpen. <laughs> I thought that they brought in enough weapons to be like sixth to ninth or like golden, like. Soto, Alvarez, Kimbrell, Dominguez. I'm probably missing one. Like they just traded Bellotti, right? So he's yeah. Or they brought him down. They, or they like, optioned him down. Yeah. But like I thought it was gonna be like a clean like six, seven, eighth, ninth guy. And I mean, I don't know. Kimbrell's pitched pretty well, which is kind yeah. of annoying because we've mocked him our like whole life. But yeah. But then I, so- I don't know. Yeah. And like I don't, Dominguez has been garbage. Like what the heck? I don't. Yeah. I love. I loved him, and then he just hasn't been performing this year. I don't know if it's like the pitch count or what for some of these relievers, or the pitch clock. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I wonder if Dominguez has to get optioned at some point just to clean it up a little bit and then come back. It's like how Hector Hector Neris used to be, where he'd be like okay in april garbage may and june get demoted then come back up in july and then rattle off like 30 straight saves with like no problem and it'll uh, be it'll be interesting to see as the season goes on with the pitch clock if these pitchers if like we talk about how like pitchers arms are just like they i mean they starters don't go as far so like the pitch clock they're having to throw a lot more like frequently so i wonder if their arms are just going to you know, if it's going to affect their arms as they go later into the season. I mean, they're not able to take the same rests in between and all that stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's true. I mean, <clears throat> the games are significantly shorter and runs per game are also up. So it's a win-win there for the MLB. And a lot of catchers have hyped it up. I mean, JT feels as fresh as ever. And he's caught like yeah. 30-some more games than anyone else in like the last two years. So for like <laughs> – Catchers, it's better. I mean, Sal Perez has come out and, like, hyped it up. But that's, a, like, between pitches, like, it's intense how hard these guys throw. And between every pitch, you probably need to, like, give your arm a little shake out. I don't had, know. A, had a guy on the Twins the other night. Did you see that? Duran, I think, the reliever. Yeah. 105. Yeah. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He's a beast. 105 was like up and in 105. I'm like, geez, I'm out. Yeah, I'm not stepping in that batter's box. Yeah. There's so many people now that can hit triple digits with stuff. It's like, I feel like before it was like Araldis Chapman and like some other people. And now it's like almost everyone has one person that could do it. And he's back to throwing his triple digits on the Royals. (laughs) Yeah, which is crazy. He's probably going to get picked up by a contender, you'd think, if he can just be salvageable and 
still be hitting triple digits. I mean, stay out of his own way off the field too. I know we're kind of bouncing around right here and we can circle back after this, but do you think there'll be a peak in pitching or do you think just like as humans continue to get better at throwing the ball, like is there going to be like a miles per hour peak or is it just going to be like guys are throwing 110? I can see someone throwing 110. It's going to happen. Someone's going to do it. Like you are the batter already does not have that much time. And also the strike zone is it's pretty tiny for like the situation you're in. They would just have to have insane. Like, I feel like the command is going to be like maybe more of a problem though. Like maybe it will top out like you're saying, because it's just going to be so hard to command like a 110 mile an hour pitch. There's got to be like a scientific max. Someone could throw a small ball. 60 feet yeah without blowing out your arm every time but don't you i mean like we're getting like i don't know i mean sports is insane with how more skilled everyone is we talk about it in football and basketball more than anything else but baseball Uh, maybe maybe (laughs) like 20 years ago your your starters your half your starters fastballs were like not even 90 sometimes i mean maybe there'll be like an era here in the next five, 10 years, we have more like Greg Maddox pitchers, just location with like robot umps and like, just that's all what I think is going to be the thing though, too. Yeah. yeah. Just like location and just like down in a way, like a lot, of, a lot of sliders are getting thrown this year too. And just, you know, I don't yeah. know, maybe pitchers working on those, on those secondary pitches. I wonder if it's going to hurt the pitchers more with the robot umps. Like, cause now the batters know you have to like, pretty much work in the zone if you want strikes yeah i don't know it'll be weird well and then like what happens to framing like there's such an emphasis on framing now but that just yeah goes another, away. another piece of the game that's lost um the, um, yeah the robot um better give well, and, you a nice frame down. and then they have you have like the pitch com stuff which basically goes it goes hand in hand with the pitch clock like you can't not have the pitch com without the pitch clock because signs and all that now takes too long if you do yeah that. <laughs> You just need something quick. Yeah, so it's, I don't know. It's all weird. Because, like, I know Adam Wainwright and, like, Chris Carpenter, like, they all, like, talked about how getting a lot of their strikes was throwing the ball out of the zone and just making it look good, too. So it's, like, now I don't know, it's going to be, like, you have to do that so much higher because they, like, if you don't do it and you miss, it's a ball. And now they know you have to go back to the zone. But one random fact that I saw of a – that we talked about him, I think last podcast or the one before Tony Gwynn. You could find a million like crazy facts, but I saw that if he went 0 for 1200 at the end of his career, he still would have retired as an over 300 hitter. That's <laughs> oh my insane. 1200 at bats. Yeah, 0 for 1200. He still would have retired with a career 300 or better uh, average. How many seasons is that? 1,200 at-bats. That's like two and a half seasons, right? Maybe three? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's, I guess 600 is like a full year if you play all the time. So I guess two, but two and a half probably. Yeah. I'm, That's which crazy. Is, yeah. If you didn't get a hit for two and a half years. Yep. What? Insane. Yeah, Tony Wynn is the most. I mean, we talked about it before. Yeah. He's like the most underrated player, I yep. feel like. And yeah, as we wrap up MLB here, I mean, we've kind of bounced around a lot. There's just one more kind of crazy stat. And I know I'm probably way too much of a standings guy in baseball, but every game matters. And I just want to say that the AL East, which has five teams in it, have more teams with a winning record than the entire National League. The National League legit 
which the NLE is classic underperforming again. Yeah, but that's because the AL has the A's. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> on the A's. Right, that's a really good point. Yeah. And the Royals. Dude, the A's are just, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're so bad. Dang, Ben, that was the safest. I'm pretty pick. hyped, though, in fantasy. I drafted, I think this was second to last round, I drafted a story Ruiz. That's and a he's nice got pick, 26 yeah. stolen bases now. He's just, Damn. he's going to work. Is he on the A's? Yeah. So what, they just, like, let him run free because. Yeah, I mean, he hits. They like, need any like, kind of offense. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, That's to crazy. your point, that is that is pretty insane. That, that The AL East is that good. I mean, it's just, yeah, but the National League, like, I don't know. The, my Cardinals are still under 500. They're working their way back, but it's just, there's a lot of, I mean. Some underperforming. Pa- Padres always, Diamondbacks have cooled off. I don't know. It's. I feel like this is going to be one of those weird seasons where there's like four random teams that get in the playoffs that we thought were going to be like sellers at the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like didn't that. think the Rangers would be atop their division at this point. Like, kind of was sleeping on them a little bit. I mean, I figured half their team would be on the aisle. So, yeah. Do you think the Angels are going to, because I mean, there's so many rumors around Otani, which is weird because there never was around Trout. But do you think at any point they become sellers? I mean, they're still five games over 500 and they're playing pretty well. Like, is it just like one of those like, oh, we're just trying to like, is it just the media playing it up? Like they're just, they like low-key like waiting for the Angels to get like kind of bad. Like, oh, they're going to trade Dotani at the deadline or. I mean, it's something as an organization they have to consider because if they're not planning to re-sign him, they got to try to get something. Um, Yes. Or they'll just lose them. Yeah, so it's it's just something they have to consider. And but if I you mean, have a chance to make the playoffs, you make the run, right? You risk. Yeah, it. yeah. You risk it for. The I mean, and then game. they would get a competitive. They would get a first round competitive pick. I mean, never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't. I still don't think they they're gonna get in the playoffs. They just they never address pitching. They just continually each year don't address their pitching. <laughs> Every year, yeah, it's the same issue. They just yeah. well, we're we'll fine, see. and then come like June, another pitch will be injured, and then they're relying on I don't know who they're relying on Tyler Anderson and Andrew Heaney. Is that who they're relying on? I think Besides so. And, uh, well, Patrick Sandoval, Sandoval, yeah, he's yeah, but they but, all like seem to spot her out though. Like, I think they just get blown out, yeah. I and mean, basically, such a hard time. division, too, yeah, yeah. I mean, their division, the AL East is ridiculous, but. The AL West, I mean, they all get to beat the A's, like Ben said. And, dang, yeah, the AL West is – I'm surprised the Rangers are up there, too, right now. But, Ben, yeah. are you – I'm not. I had them winning. Uh, division. Ben, the Angels are going to make the playoffs. No, they're not. Yes, they Every are. year they do this, dude. And then they this – is, this is where they were. I bet you if you look last year, they were in the same spot. And then they went on – wasn't June where they went on, like, some, like, ridiculously – bad run they were like six yeah. and 20 or something i'm pretty sure they they were started out really well last year how do you yeah, did have, they like... fire joe madden last year in the middle of the year yeah yeah you're right like, who like who i think their... it was madden and girardi like not too far apart who's their manager now i don't even know i have no idea you're right though i think joe madden was they fired him last year yeah because I mean, they that... got on that streak yeah but it was a similar it was something similar i think where they started off phil nevin is there a current manager? <laughs> Little Nevin. I would have never got that. That's true. That Mickey Moniak's raking right now for them. Yeah, but he was raking last spring training, and then he took a ball off his hand, and he sucked. So, 
<laughs> what is that? You know, I don't understand how there's two Hunter Renfers, by the way, the wide receiver on the Raiders. And spelled, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're spelled different. How do you spell Renfro on the Raiders? Does it end in a W? Yeah, O W. Oh, my and uh, God. yeah, and then Renfro the Angels is O E, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Their their pitching staff is really sketchy, but it's just crazy. I mean, I know Trout's not like you guys would know better than me. I know he's not like a top five player probably anymore. So they were 27 and 21 last year on oh May gosh. 28th. May so May 25th. That's today. They were 27 and 18 on May 25th last year. Okay, they were better than they are right yep. now. And they finished 73 and 89. <laughs> oh that is my bad. goodness. That's so bad. They went from that, from being 27 and 18 to being 39 and 55. So literally they were at the same point. Are you rooting for them? I'd love to see Trout in the playoffs. If Trout's in the playoffs, Trout and Otani are in the playoffs, yeah. it makes everything more exciting. So, yes. I mean, especially because now round one's a best of three. You yeah. could win that. I would love to see – to have the best player in baseball in the playoffs, I'd want to see it. Yeah. I just I, – I don't know if they can get it done for a full year. That's cool. That's true. They would actually benefit more for the <laughs> from the original – one game wild card. You just have Otani. <laughs> you just have yeah. pitch, and him and Trout hit their way to the victory. Dude, I love to see the Diamondbacks because then they could just roll out Mad Bomb and see if he can just get his playoff spark back. Yeah. Well, they DFA'd him. I thought. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did that not mean? see that. Yeah, I thought they did like a week ago or something. Designate for assignment. Yeah. Hey, I did not see that, Chase. They gave that's, him the boot. That's a bummer. I mean, yeah. I know he's been kind of bad, but yeah. Yeah, Shout but don't bring, him, the... don't bring him back. Baby, I don't know. Bumgarner's <laughs> decline due, due to a lack of trust. Legend Bumgarner's feud with Dan Heron derailed his time in Arizona. Bumgarner's Diamondbacks divorce and manager status check. Yeah, you just, just not what did, wait, what did Dan Heron have to do with that? Is he like on their coaching staff or something? Dan Heron's a pitching st- strategist with the with the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Oh. It says they have like a, a feud. That'd be <laughs> I, an, uh, that would be an actual good boxing match. I would love to see Dan Hare versus Mad they Bum. They chose their pitching strategist over Mad Bum. I don't know. <laughs> Basically, it's I mean, he like... was also not playing that well either. So. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he basically apparently one time said he <laughs> he like ditched the scattering reports that Dan Hare and gave to all the pitchers and basically said they were useless and then it basically led to like an angry confrontation and then they didn't speak for like the rest of their tenure with the team that's good that usually works out well <laughs> anyway so what the hell he'd be an interesting like veteran pickup though he could he yeah. could still come out of the bullpen i don't know if he would but he still could annoyingly i feel like the dodgers and the yankees will just pick him up and use oh. him in like august and september and you'll be like what the hell yeah, but then he'll be like, he'll turn in some amazing starts. Yeah. Or maybe we'll he just, just needs a little break. That's yeah, true. Maybe just go to back North Carolina and go fishing for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Your your boy Victorino got some uh, got some love in the media the other day. Yeah, with that great team, the Savannah Bananas. Is that the team you hate, Ben? Stuff. Is that the team you hate, Ben? They're fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't understand how it works. It said that he had a walk-off, but they were losing by points, and I don't know how the whole thing works. <laughs> what do you mean by points? I have no idea. The score was like six. Like, the other team had like six points, and the Bananas had like zero. And But they had like a run. or so, 
or I don't even think they had a run. He just hit a he literally hit a double, and they're like, "It's a walk off." And I was like, "It's the seventh. And uh, this is points and runs. So I'm like, I have no idea what's going on here. I, don't know, I saw a clip where there was three pitchers throwing a one batter, and I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> so yeah, it's so good. Like, I don't. Know. I'm sure it's funny, especially if you're not a huge baseball fan to go and watch something like that. But at the same time, I'm like, what? What am I watching here? I think that's what it's geared towards. Is it like like the globe trotters for baseball? That's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, I think it yeah. is more like just a show versus. I mean, it's probably great for little kids because it's like hard to get them to pay attention and like because there's so much going on and yeah. Sort of Savannah good, Bananas but... is that the league name? We no, touched it's just on their a, team name. A, like a while ago when Julia had a question about. Yeah, I know we touched on it, but yeah. what like. Is it like an actual? I guess the Globetrotters. It's only them, and the, there's only like two teams in there. Yeah, now they're a part of some league, but uh, or they may just play teams all over. Like, just they're uh, contracted okay. or something. I have no idea, but it's really confusing though, because I like watched the clip like four times. Nothing to do with Victorino. I was just focusing on the scoreboard. And I'm like, what is happening here? Nothing <laughs> yeah. changed, and there's points and runs. And I'm like, how can you have both? I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense. It has to be that like it's one or the other. Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't understand it. But I guess it's good for casual fans. Yeah, I mean, I was hyped that Victorino was like forty-one and he hit a double. Like he looked, it literally looked like vintage two thousand seven, two thousand eight Victorino, just cranking a a gap double with some power on it. And I was like, wow, all right, look out, here he comes on a minor league deal. <laughs> no, well, speaking of some power. We had a huge fight announcement with uh, Crawford and Spence. Yeah. And I think it's probably the biggest boxing fight maybe since McGregor Mayweather or even Pacquiao Mayweather. Yeah. Um, Just going to be a massive, massive one. This blows out Tank versus Garcia. That fight looks like absolutely nothing compared. I mean, that was a big fight nonetheless, but actually to get Earl Spence and Bud Crawford in the same ring to do this was intense and the news came out and neither of them announced it so i was like okay this is classic boxing one of those things that they're announcing it and then something's going to happen with the paperwork but they both posted it on their social media so usually that means they're locked in so barring any type of freak injury or flipping ferraris earl spence then uh i think this fight should go down the other the fight the other night with haney uh, i don't know how. oh yeah lomachenko yeah yeah i don't i just hope it's it, that just seems so like it just seemed like Haney lost, and yeah, it seemed like Lomachenko was being like a cool vet and saying, "Oh, I took the foot off the gas in the twelfth, and like, yeah, I don't know. I think he knows he won. Bob Arum told him that he won, so I, I don't know. I feel like yeah. he'll do the Dana White move where he still gets a title shot even though he has the loss. But it's like you said, it's tough to get like the best with so many divisions and so many different belts. It's tough to get like the best guys in the ring and to actually have this fight. Hopefully, like plan out and play out it'd be huge yeah and it sucks because they always announce things like this and then especially for bud crawford like they would always say that a big fight's coming or and then he would just end up boxing someone of a lesser caliber or not even boxing at all and he really hasn't been in the ring it feels like in a while so to get him back in against a top flight competitor against earl spence i mean this is a huge fight definitely something to look forward to yeah, no, I'm, I don't watch a ton of just straight boxing matchups, but, but that's about my knowledge of boxing. But it's a, it'll be an exciting fight. It's one of the big ones for sure. 
Yeah, definitely. I just wanted to touch on it, but yeah. and especially because boxing is so squirrely, and I mean, at least the UFC for the most part, even if it falls through, they end up circling back. Um, unless you're the Habib Tony fight and they circle back six times and it falls through, but yeah. I mean, usually they try to stick with a booking if they have it. So good to see. Yeah. Yeah, so from two guys swinging in the ring, we got some swinging on the grass and, uh, you know, some crazy stuff happened in the PGA this week. Yeah, the PGA Championship last weekend saw some uh, Brooks Kepka obviously pulling out one of his wins when it matters the most and having absolutely no other wins when it doesn't matter. Yeah, Ryan's and, guy. Yeah. As, first off, he's a live golfer trash second off he's your guy from like seven years ago <laughs> that was that's um matt kuchar i didn't even know that brooks kepka had an s at the end of his first name until like four and a half years ago how was that on me i'm just <laughs> telling you it's <laughs> not my no i'm telling you that's not my guy and i'm proving to you that i thought it was brook oh, <laughs> yeah i thought it was just brook oh well, I kind of wish it was Brooke with an E. Which, oh, by the way, I don't Lopez. know because it's Brooks Kepka, but I there's this dude at my work that says Brooks Lopez. And I'm like, it's just it's Brooke. because of that. It's I hope it's he says because Brooke of Kepka. that. He definitely says Brooke Kepka and, and Brooks, Brooks Lopez. Oh my god. Dude, the guy I used to work with used to butcher names all the time like that. Like he would just mash names together. I'm like, that's definitely not it, but I know who you're talking about. <laughs> that's funny, yeah. But also Michael Block, the club pro from a public golf course in California, finished 15th and he had a hole in one. So pretty amazing performance for a club pro to get the invitation. Obviously, if it's a PGA championship and PGA members are allowed in, but he got in and he's playing again this week. And I'm pretty sure he was uh, putting in some work, too. So this guy's getting hot and he's ranked like I, I think he moved up like 3000 spots in the world golf ranking. So yeah, that's crazy. crazy goes, one event will do that. Yeah, that's one, crazy. I would love to see like, what does it go? Like top 10,000 or something? Do you, think, do you think we could just track it down to see where we're at on the list? We would be in the like millions, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> millions. You think there's millions be of not, golfers better than us? Yes. It would just have our score and then just say not ranked. It, like, you it know even. there's like plenty of 70-year-old scratch golfers that just hit it like 100 yards dead center every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just make clean work of everything. Yeah. Yeah, my double and triple bogeys aren't really going to help me. But that's, that's So you said he moved up like 3,000 spots? Yeah. Yeah, That's by awesome. finishing 15th in this event. So, and I saw I got to play with like Mackle, like did McElroy didn't get to play with him. Yeah, and I think he played with Justin Thomas or Justin Rose, one of the, one of them. Like to get to play with the top golfers too. That's yeah. I would be so like I would be freaking out. And uh, like Michael Jordan texted him, and like all these celebrities after he finished 15th, like reached out to him and. So, I mean, he went for he, like he was charging like 150 bucks for a club for a lesson. Um, I feel like he's gonna be up over like three, four hundred bucks. But oh, if he sure. takes on new people, he said he hasn't taken on a new client in a while. So that's crazy. Yeah. How do you think Michael Jordan got his number? That was literally <laughs> thinking that. Yeah. He probably, <laughs> he probably knows somebody in the PGA. Like, some, like, he probably got like a hold of like a media relations person that had his number. Or, that's true. I just, yeah. I don't know. It was funny. That's definitely weird how, like, a celebrity will track your number down. You're like, how yeah. the, like, obviously, it's, I, 
I don't think it's happened to you guys, but it hasn't happened to me either. But like, <laughs> I would feel like I would think it was like crazy. I th- I would like think it was fake. fake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you've had that, like you had what he did, you don't, you know, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Or probably like, um, it wouldn't be surprised if like Roy McIlroy had his number. True. Yeah, true. Like he texted somebody on the tour and was like, hey, give me this guy's number. I mean, especially if they FaceTime, you know, that's real. Like, at least for now, until they deep fake and do all this oh, other yeah. AI stuff. So maybe that's already happening. Go down some rabbit holes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But from swinging golf clubs to swinging hockey sticks. Yeah. Stacey, do you want to touch on the NHL playoffs again? Pretty wild story with the Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers and the Hurricanes. Uh, I think a lot of people after the Bruins got knocked out early against the Panthers thought that one of these two teams, whoever gets past, was probably going to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals and probably be the winner too. And Matthew Tukuk of the Panthers is showing why he should be, um, you know, holding that cup up at the end of this playoff series. He himself has had three game-winning goals in this series against the Hurricanes, basically eliminating them all by himself. Sergei Bobrovsky, former, former flyer, putting in work with the Panthers this series. I mean, he's not been just good. He's been great. So that's been uh, like hurtful to me because the Flyers and their goaltending woes and obviously giving away players and horrible trades. But past that, he's been a really solid goaltender and something I look forward to watching. And I don't know. It's been good. I bring enough hockey every week, but I feel like it's just good to get watch it and I don't know, see what these guys are doing because this playoff series has been living up to everything that people were saying it was going to be. All right. Well, yeah, I think uh, we'll end it on that note. Another solid run here on uh, after further review. Oh, yeah. At this point, we're just going to face the fact that we have not gotten better at transitions. So we're just going to transition into purposely bad transitions for now. So let us know what you think about them if you have any suggestions on that, because we like our bad transitions here on after further review. I think they're amazing. Yeah. Well, they're good, bad transitions. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. 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 yeah, we'll swing them around. Yeah, we'll keep swinging. Yeah. But Chase, Ryan, and Ben, episode 16. Don't forget Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Listen to us there. We'll be back next week. We're out. See ya. Peace. Take care. Brush your hair.